couple of announcements. Joe's Parlay card will be back uh, on Wednesday of this week. How great is that? First Parlay card of the year. Your chance to win some swag here on uh, the Zone. We'll have all the weekend's top games. Uh, speaking of Friday and the officials, you know, college football technically started this Saturday. It was a very limited slate. They called it Week Zero. I think that's pretty funny. They're calling this week Week One. Obviously, everybody plays this weekend, including the Badgers, and that means Ebo. Uh, we fire up the season in style. Uh, Friday night will be a little happy hour with the Badgers yeah. because you know East Coast game. You're in uh, South Florida, so it's an hour ahead. So it's a seven o'clock kickoff. Uh, East Coast time, which means it's a 6 o'clock kickoff Central time, which means your boys are on from 4 to 6 for the Zone Blitz pregame bash. We will be live at one of our favorite spots. They were just in last week, had a great time. The Thirsty Goat. So join uh, join me and Rowdy on location. We're going to have our sports director, Zach Halpern, live in Tampa. I'm working on some ex-Badgers stopping by nice. uh, the goat to hang out. And, uh, I mean, what a great... Fr- it's I'm a, a little holi- sad I'm not going to be there, man. Well, yeah, it's a holiday weekend, so you can certainly play yep. hooky. You know, maybe you duck out of work a little early on a Friday. You come down, you have happy hour at the goat, hang out with your boys for a couple hours, and then watch the game uh, Friday night. It's going to be a hell of a fun Friday, and I hope you can make it out thirsty goat. Four to six yeah. for these Ombuds pregame bash. On I'm going to be in Seattle. I wish I could be That's there. That's the worst places to be. I know, but I wish I could be there with my boys in the Miller tab. Is Miller tab going to um, be open? Uh, I mean, I don't even want it to be, but I'm sure it will be. <laughs> well, so. Nelson's going to be in his best behavior, so I think it'd just be on. It'd just be you on it. Right. Hopefully, so, maybe a little study bed. Uh, we'll see. No, he's going to the game. So we're going to. Oh, we're damn. efforting having him on uh, from South Florida as well. So nice. Uh, we got some other folks coming out though. It's going to be a fun night. So again, hope you can make it out this Friday. Uh, we will be at uh, the Thirsty Goat in Fitchburg, uh, four two six for the Zone Blitz pregame bash. All right, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, that last tweet from our buddy Big Joe. Yeah, I totally would say Doug Gottlieb's a d bag, but is he any more of a d bag than Dan Dockich? Yeah, is he any more of a d bag than Colts fans? Like, I, I mean, yeah, how do you quantify how, that? How do you pick which ones? You know. All right, let's let me ask you. Let's say you're in that stadium and you're watching the preseason game number three in Indianapolis, and Col- and Andrew Luck is there, obviously not playing. And you get the news he's retiring on your phone before the game ends. Do you let the emotions get caught up with you and boo Andrew Luck as he's walking off the field yeah. in a preseason game? I yeah. thought it was a bad look if everything he's done for that franchise. But it's a terrible look. I can't fault the fans. I'm trying to put. You know, it's always like that thing when it's when like a knee jerk reaction, right? Ooh. When you hear some, you know, sports star or celebrity who's got tens upon millions of dollars and makes a stupid decision, you're like, oh, I'd never do that. Okay, make a hundred million dollars, be splashed all over, you know, the front page of everything, and then tell me you can do it. So, like, yeah, do I think if I was at a Packer game and Aaron Rodgers retires at halftime? <laughs> Would I be more devastated than mad? I, I'd like to think I would still like, man, at least he gave us a Super Bowl. At least he gave yeah. us two MVPs. In the moment, could I promise you that I wouldn't get caught up in the emotion and boo? Of course not. So Same. I'd be I pretty, can't... I'd be get caught up. I'd be getting caught up in that moment would be pretty emotional, right. I think. I'd lash out. Yeah. You factor in alcohol at, at professional <laughs> sporting events. If I've had a few pops in me. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's a bad look. The, the booing Saturday, if you missed it, because it was – this is the if you, the story. Of this is even more crazy because the the Colts had announced they were going to have a press conference Sunday, like he does because that's the guy who breaks everything in the NFL. Shefty Adam Schefter tweets out during the game 
that the Colts press conference on Sunday is going to be about Andrew Luck retiring. Well, obviously, Cat's out of the bag now. Yep. Andrew Luck, this was during a preseason game with the Bears at home. They were playing in Indianapolis Saturday night. Crazy. And Adam Schefter tweets this out during the game that the press conference on tomorrow will be in, that an Andrew Luck is announcing his retirement. Well, that dropped at halftime of this preseason game. Andrew Luck is standing on the sidelines in a preseason game when news is starting to circulate on people's phones that he has now just retired from the NFL. I mean, that's like surreal. It is surreal. So if you're in that stadium, I don't know what you're doing. Are you booing? Are you crying? Are you saying, F this, let's get out of here? Like, I, I don't even know I, what. The initial reaction would be, uh, you'd be upset. You'd be mad, right? Because you're so emotionally invested into a team that you cheer for, and Andrew Luck is a really good player, and he's really, you know, he's a guy that I think a lot of people can look up to. And then all of a sudden you're like, this guy just turned his back on us. I can see how you could maybe your first reaction would be to boo. But after you stew on it for a little bit, yeah. I feel like you'd be in an applause. Oh, yeah. Let's ask the most cold-blooded guy with the, blackest heart, the blackest heart around. Nelson will probably boo Giannis at his MVP trophy celebration next Giannis year. Giannis could win the MVP and the NBA championship at the same time and then say he was retiring and Nelson would boo him. <laughs> There's no way I could, especially with what Andrew Luck has went through with injuries, I've had quite a few injuries myself. If he's fine with it, who am I to tell him that he's got to wow. keep going? Wow. Wow, no, I didn't see that coming. Knows. Well done. Uh, that's very, very adult-like. Speaking Nelson, of injuries, did you see that tweet from Danny Cunningham over the weekend? He had a lot of injuries over his career. Really? Yeah. Mm. I'll have to find it for you. I know Nelson Something about sitting in that chair and having injuries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of back problems. He, I, 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 I'll give you him credit, though. Danny probably one of the tweets of the weekend. You know, you get Yankees, Dodgers, definitely the most, you know, old school, iconic rivalry. Yeah, read, read that one. Um, there you go. That's Nelson and Danny. Uh, once. Injuries are okay. Thank you. <laughs> At least I have a valid excuse. You're supposed to read it out loud. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That's I didn't know okay. what was. I didn't know who that other person was. Oh, that's no. what called a quote tweet. Oh, okay. No, what I was going to say is he brought up a really good point back to the players' uniforms. You know, Yankees, Dodgers play once every five years. It's probably the most iconic rivalry in baseball, oldest uniforms, and you have these white and black. You know, wouldn't you have some throwback like Brooklyn Dodgers from like the '40s and the old pinstripes? I mean, how cool that have been. Well, if it's Players for Weekend, throwback, and they have these black and white abominations. Let them wear what they want to wear. Then, like as long as it's a uniform, they can have their own bats, their own cleats. But you can't, you got to wear it all white and all black. What's the creativity there? Yeah, it was weird. I, I, I mean. It's, but that's the whole, there's no such thing, Ebo, as bad publicity. What are we doing? We're talking about it. Um, you said your wife watched because of it, so they they, they won. No, they if, didn't if you get make, any money from if, me. If but. You make, well, but if your eyeballs are on the TV set, they did, because then they can sell that to an advertiser next time that they have more people watching. I'll so. promise you this. Whatever they advertise on the TV, I will not buy. Uh, six oh. Will you so buy? Who had the last laugh? <laughs> that a boy. Will you buy some uh, good gambling advice in the Daily Action Zone? I'll listen to it from you guys. Um, well, we had a, uh, a hell of a. We had a scooper, pooper scooper. Oh yeah. On Friday, I said go under, go Miami, Miami under. Cha ching, cha ching. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. There was a quarterback decision, Evo, that was made this weekend. A lot closer to home that has a lot more people. Obviously, you and I vested. Very vested. In this. And, uh, again, I don't want to jinx it for you, 
But it's looking real good for you at this it point. Is. I, 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 Very I, good. And I will say, I'm not going to go, Deck Halper is tweeting me, are you going to go Jeff Galuli? No. I am obviously, I said this. What about Happy Gilmore? Are you going to hire that guy with the Volkswagen? <laughs> no. If, if I lose. Jack, if, look out! Ah! If, if Jack Cohen still starts Friday night, the second he steps on the field and takes that first snap, I will admit defeat. Um, <laughs> but we will talk about, as of now, it appears I will need to admit defeat. Well, also on Friday, too, huge news before the Cone thing. Quintus Cephas now can play. Like, he's yep. ruled eligible. And he's the on the two deep. I, <laughs> I didn't think he'd play Woo! for a I mean, he's going to play Friday night. Hell yeah, he, he is. He is 100% going to play Friday night. That, that is, is so an, sick. There's so many crazy storylines going on with football. And then, oh, by the way, the Packers cut this guy named Josh Jones, who was their second-round pick just three years ago. Yeah, that's right. Another second-round pick. Football's here, baby. This is the second second-round pick of the last four years that the Packers have cut this <laughs> preseason. That's a bad luck. Uh, so we'll get to that coming up as well. Never a bad luck when Charlie calls in. What's up, Charles? Hey, remember me? <laughs> a blast Charlie, from the past. how can I forget? You're the uh, highlight of my freaking week, buddy. Oh, my God. I, I've been in an anti-funk since Thursday, I guess, and I just... Uh, what did you do to get out of it? Oh, just had some Mickey's beer. <laughs> oh, the Mickey... Were they the grenades or the giant 40s? No, the little ones. Uh, nice. That was a nice little treat that my neighbor brought over. Have you, did you try to solve the puzzle underneath the cap of the Mickey's no, grenade? No, I didn't have the patience for that. I can't wait to do, still do that. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> but, hey, after all this time, I've been listening on AM here. I didn't know you're on FM. What a blackhead I am. <laughs> but hey, You, you found out. us, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie, there's some people that can't even figure out how to do it at all. So the fact that you're able to do it, shame on those other people. Well, you look at the guy from the 60s that can still operate a VCR and all this modern technology, which I still think is pretty good without going to school for it. So uh, not not bad for this little weirdo. Hey, I got a new dish that you all would love to weirdo. have sometime. To- Charlie, did you say VCR is modern technology? VCR, uh, no, no, <laughs> old tech. <laughs> old tech. <laughs> that was a little slip of the tongue there. That's okay. I'll just keep uh, you in check, brother. But, uh, hey, I, I, I can run an iPad, if you can believe that, which I can't believe both my sisters know how to do. So I think that's pretty good for a, a little weirdo like me. But, uh, hey, uh, uh, I got a new dish that you all would love to have someday. Yeah, what is it? Beef beef, uh, beef cordon bleu, not chicken cordon bleu. Beef cordon bleu. Charlie, oh. I'm not kidding. Nelson over here, Nelson brought in chicken cordon bleu like three times in one week. About, oh what was that, like three weeks ago, Nelly? Man, I get to come over, uh, bring a dish. Serious and delay working there. I like day. it. Charlie, chicken cordon bleu, Nelson, big fan. We got to try the beef sometime. Oh, yeah. You'll love this. That's what I used to make on my aircraft here. That, I didn't know so you're, at your part. Navy. In yeah. your Navy, Charles. Yeah, my Navy. I can't. I couldn't get away from it for a couple years, and I can't get out of my head at all. <laughs> but that's okay. I, I'm proud of it. And, uh, and it's, it's As you should be. Hey, you know, you know one reason it's in park is I decided to stay. I'm not going to Little Rock after all. I'm saying miserable Madison, not so bad after all. Hey, Madison's not bad, Charlie. Come on. Well, I know. I love it. I just I, I worked around the country for 10 years and two beautiful parts. I'm I'm all for good. This is my home. Y'all, my family, and uh. And we can uh, go to the village bar and hang out sometime. Yeah, let's do that, man. Uh, anytime after this week, I guess. Or you pretty know, you pretty know, busy. Yeah. You pretty busy this week. No, I. I'm fine. Uh, actually, I, you know me. I'm, I'm semi-retired. I've got nothing. 
to it the time on my hands is that stick sounds go. <laughs> hey, Nelson Burton Jr. is over here, Charlie. He said he'd take you anytime, anywhere. Nelson's Great, ready to rock. Nelson Burton just got his license just back. He's ready to rock. I just watched that tape again on YouTube. Uh, love that greatest tournament ever, man. And, uh, uh, yeah, let's do that sometime, maybe after the Labor Day. Weekend. Nelson Burton Jr., the the professional bowler, will take you out to the, the lanes, Charlie. Nelson, will you take Charlie bowling for a day? I think that'd be nice. I don't bowl. You don't have to. He says we take him to the lanes. I'd buy that the evening to use a house ball and shoes since I don't own one anymore. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? After having three boy bottles at one time. If you have boy bottles when I'm bowled in three or four, there's something wrong. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Well, hey. great to talk to you all again. Yeah, Charles. Thanks, Charlie. See you, Have buddy. a great day, buddy. I'd go round up some Mickeys if I was you. It sounds like that puts a smile on your face. And, yeah. And, and, and why little, wouldn't That it? little weirdo he said. <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> Charlie, um, you're not weird. You're our, you're our guy. You're our person. All right. Uh, not that the Andrew Luck wasn't important, but I was. I wanted to kind of build up to this. And RJ, our Badger Insider, joins us every Monday uh, at 720 Evo. So I thought this would be a perfect uh, lead-in to RJ's segment. Not that we won't have other things to talk about and not that, you know, uh, RJ wouldn't have this to talk about, but it's certainly the timing is uh, is appropriate. If you missed it, uh, Saturday night, um, actually, no, I guess it would be yesterday. Was it uh, 20 hours? So it would be a re- yesterday afternoon. Yeah. The Badgers released their depth chart. Um, not, you know, a couple, I mean, nothing really stunning. Um, you mentioned the Quintez Cephas, the fact that he's listed and the fact that he's listed as the backup I mean, I think he'd be, that tells me he's going to be the starter by week two or three. The oh, fact that it's sure. already, it's A.J. Taylor, one, Kendrick Pryor, two, Danny Davis, three, Quintez Cephas, four. I mean, the fact that he's already listed the fatal four. as a starter, basically, or the, the second wide receiver. I mean, for the, as quickly as this thing turned for Cephas from possibly going to, you know, prison a month ago <laughs> to now playing on Friday night and more than likely starting next week against Central Michigan is about one of the craziest, quickest turnaround comeback stories I can ever remember. Awesome. Um, so that's a very cool story of this roster. Um, and then the first position that's listed on the depth chart, if you don't uh, read depth charts or you don't uh, you know, follow UW Badgers on Twitter, is the quarterback position. And listed at number one, number 17, junior Jack Cohen. Moan for Cohen, baby. Uh, listed as number two, freshman. Now, it's like you could argue two or two. Now, now, this is conspiracy theory, magic bullet stuff. They have two backups listed. Mertz is listed on top of Chase Wolf. <laughs> so decide decipher that how you will. Is it is it Mertz two and then Wolf three? Do they just put them both on there? Is no M, one else like that, though. Right. The, you know, Does M come before W in the alphabet and it's done alphabetically? Bottom line is this. you can We can split hairs as Graham Mertz or Chase Wolf the backup, but barring an injury, a suspension, a bizarre mea culpa by Paul Christie but between now and Friday, Cohn. Jack Cohn is going to start for Wisconsin and not the superstar, the highest recruit, the, you know, the, the second coming that we all thought Graham Mertz was going to be. Obviously, We've had a bet on this since last October. I have some strong opinions. But from just the basic rudimentary fundamental level, put it up on the, the Twitters. Uh, who do you think should be the Badger starter this season? I guess you could just put the three since they're listed. Jack Cohn, Graham Mertz, Chase Wolf. I, I mean, I don't think Chase Wolf, no disrespect to the Wolves family, is going to get any votes. Um, so you could just certainly Ebo, do it Cohn v. Mertz if you want, or to be fair to the process if you want, since he's listed on the depth chart. 
put Chase Wolf. I don't know if that's like a Green Party candidate running for president where you're just <laughs> stealing votes from both the Republican and the Democrat. Uh, because I think we all knew this was a two-man race, and it's going to be that way now. And if Jack Cohen plays well, it'll be less of a story. If Jack Cohen struggles Friday night, oh my God, can you imagine what Twitter's going to be like Friday night and Saturday morning of Paul Chris and the Badgers naming Jack Cohen to start over Graham Mertz? But I mean, that, that, that's what it all comes down to, right? So I'll, I mean, I'll let you decide as the zone social media manager i think it's a wasted vote putting wolf on there but i understand that he's listed and <laughs> should i put wolf on there no I mean, there's no reason to no like i said other than the wolf family and if his girlfriend or brother follows us on twitter at zone madison i don't know that anyone's voting for chase wolf and again that's I'm not picking on chase wolf i just think we all know the reality of the situation that this this fight this competition this battle was always cone v mertz now it appears we have the final decision i want to know the, the court of public opinion, does the does Badger Nation think Paul Chris got it right? Who do you think should start week one for Wisconsin? Jack Cohen or Graham Mertz? 608-321-1670. We'll put the, uh, the Twitter poll yeah, up here at Zone Madison. Submit here. Yeah, Jack Cohen is listed as, Joe Nebo Wanderings, Jack Cohen is listed as the starting quarterback on the Badgers depth, depth chart that was released over the weekend. That being said, who did you want to see named to open the season for yeah. Wisconsin. And again, I, again, I, I, I'm, and I'm serious. I'm not picking on Chase Wolf. This isn't like a hee-hee thing. I just, I don't think, who knows? Maybe maybe if if in some, I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, but what if Cohn struggles mightily Friday night and then they go to Mertz against Central Michigan and he struggles mightily? Yeah, then Chase Wolf may start. I don't foresee that happening. Boom. Right. right. So I, I think it's always been about Cohn or Mertz. It's the incumbent cone or the hot young five-star quarterback recruit one of the most hype recruits ever to come through wisconsin that's what this was always about right it wasn't about chase wolf or danny vanderman it was always about ken ken cone who you know at times struggled last year but at the end of the day played a very good bowl game um got him a win in a bowl game looked you know um looked a little better down the stretch than certainly alex hornibrook did but does that overtake, and should that have overtaken a guy that threw eight touchdown passes in the high school All-Star game, was recruited by Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and spurned them for Wisconsin, yet a a guy last year that started as a backup and really was in the middle of just a bizarre year for a 7-5 and five team who was in and out whether it was there was off the field stuff with Hornibrook, whether Hornibrook had just got the yips and lost it, whether Hornibrook truly was hurt. Uh, the bottom line is Cohn was kind of a journeyman in and out of the guy lineup, right? The last two years with Hornibrook, and now he's the guy going forward. Hey, Jack Cohn, the lasting memory of him was looking really good in that pinstripe bowl, and he looked a lot better after that Northwestern game when the offense started to be tailored towards him. And just think, you got another year under your belt, offseason under your belt, and now you got an offense tailored towards you. You're named the starting quarterback. Confidence running high. You got another weapon in Quintez Cephas. You got the support of the guys because you've been there, done that. You got a repertoire with them. I can't wait to see Congo ball out, man. Hell yeah. Love it. Uh, 608 321 Give me that first snap against South Florida. Who do you think uh, the Badgers should have started? Did they get it right going with the guy who, look, hasn't been? I mean, it's kind of the old. Plus, he was killing it in practice over Cone, too. Um, do you think Wisconsin Mertz, got. I mean. Do you think the Badgers got this right starting Cone over Mertz? 608 321 1670. Zach, welcome to the Joan Ebo Show. 
Boys, how are we doing this Monday morning? I'm doing great, great brother. How First week out of college football under the belt, Zach. We got game week. It's like it's game on, baby. Gosh, I, I really hope the NCAA reconsiders the week zero games. God, that that Miami Florida game. Now, granted, Gator Frank's pretty happy that uh, the Gators came away with a win, but man, that was one of the ugliest games I've ever seen. It was sloppy football, but that it was it was it was it was a gift from the gambling god, Zach, because that was the easiest under. That was the easiest money I've ever made. Because that getting the under on that was ridiculously simple. Oh, of course. So, is is, is Wolf on the depth chart as number two? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. They have him listed as code number two, but if you want to go magic bullet conspiracy theory, Mertz is listed on top. Yeah, he's ahead of him. And he's listed ahead, but they have him both listed as the backup. So, is that done intentionally? Is that done... They put Mertz because G starts before you know Wolf. I, I don't know. I mean, I, they don't they don't distinguish two versus three. They just have it as a two deep, and it's you know they have both these guys listed as two on the two deep. Now would now would this throw? This is conspiracy theory, monkey wrench. What if? And knock on wood, it doesn't happen. But what if Jack Cohn goes down with an injury before Friday's game? Ebo owes me five hundred bucks. Well, it's no, not, not necessarily, because what you know? What if there's a push in the matter, and Mertz doesn't start Friday if if Cone goes down? Then I owe you about five hundred bucks. Well, no, well, no. Would, wouldn't it be a push? No, it's whoever starts the first play of the game. Whoever so snaps the ball. Whoever takes oh, the first okay, snap. No. That was always I, the bet. I whoever was, took I the first snap. Between, all right, I thought it was between Cone and Mertz. And if Wolf ends up getting the start, it well, would yeah, be a yeah, if Chase no, Wolf, yeah, Chase Wolf, yeah, then Chase, no one wins. Yeah, then no one wins. Right there, you go. So if, if Chase yeah. Wolf starts on Friday, Ebo and I are both safe. I don't believe That's- Chase Wolf, uh, Zach. There's there's a better chance of uh, you know Nelson growing a foot between now and Friday than Chase Wolf starting on Friday. That that is a good point, but I, I think it'd just be uh, you know kind of praying to the gambling gods. Right? Isn't that what that is? No, I'm, I'm, I admit it's it's fourth and twenty. This is fourth and twenty six. This is this is Eagles Packers playoff. This is I need a Donovan McNabb fourth and twenty six pass completion. Zach, here. you may hear a story of a man driving a Volkswagen Beetle <laughs> at Badgers practice trying to run down that Jack is false, Cohen. Zach. And, that is and then you'll see him false. and Joe Miller at a sizzler eating together afterwards. Well, I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you this, Joe. Fourth and twenty-six. If you watch that replay, he never crossed the first down line. Well, so have a good have a good day, guys. See you, buddy. Thank, thank you, Zach. All right, the poll is up. Paul Chris has made his decision. Badger fans, do you agree with the decision? Did the Badgers get it right? Should Graham Mertz be starting this weekend, or did they get it right? Should Jack Cohn be starting? Which appears right now that is what's going to happen Friday night against South Florida. There's a lot I want to get to on the two deep, uh, RJ. A couple of stunners, uh, a couple of, you know, the CFS the thing, uh, a couple of things that, you know, you didn't maybe see coming this quickly, some of the freshmen. But obviously it all starts and stops uh, with the quarterback position. I mean, it was kind of trending this way based on the reps, you know, in camp. Um, but now that it's final, I mean, did, did you truly believe this is where they were going to get to? Or did you buy into the hype? And, you know, Auburn just named a true freshman starting quarterback. Uh, Arizona State, Nebraska last year, uh, obviously Clemson last year with the national title. I mean, you've seen pretty good programs with true freshmen starting. How Did you think that Mertz was going to be that, or did you think it was still Cones to lose going into the season? You know, at first I thought it was going to be like a legit quarterback competition, but then as soon as camp started and we saw 
Jack Cohn getting a majority of the snaps. I mean, that kind of ended it right there. Um, at that point, it wasn't whether or not it was a quarterback position. It was at what point in time are they actually going to name Jack Cohn the starter? Uh, and that happened yesterday. So, um, yeah. Uh, ba- so, basically, once camp started, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion. But before yeah. that, I legit thought there was going to be a, a quarterback battle. Well, after that, what was that high school game where he had eight touchdowns or whatever? The All-American Yeah, game. That, mm-hmm. that I was like, damn, Mertz is balling. Like, Mertz is going to be, you know, knocking on the door to be the starter. And I was really nervous about my $500. And then, <laughs> and then, like you said, once Campbell and, and Mertz was getting like nothing with the first team, it was all Cohen. I was like, "Oh, it's over, game over." Yeah, game so over. So was it? And he's right, RJ. So was it a question of was the was the hype of Mertz too great to start, or did we underestimate Cohen? And does this maybe go to more of like how truly bizarre? last season was because again when we first made this bet it was after the Northwestern game where basically they took a knee at the end of the first half with Jack Cohn because the offense was so dreadful and I'm like okay you can't play Alex Hornibrook anymore this dude's lost it the guy they go to Cone is so inept that Paul Chris is having them take a knee in scoring position in the first half on a road game that you're losing I'm like oh my god how quickly can we get this Mertz guy in here so what changed from having Jack Cohn take a knee in the first half to now he's the starting quarterback over a guy that threw for eight touchdowns in the All-American Bowl. A good spring ball. Um, you know, he did well in the pinstripe bowl. Um, Heck yeah, he did. Good spring ball. and Repertoire with his camp teammates. And, yeah. It, sometimes that's it. Liked in the locker room. It, yeah. Unlike the previous quarterback. <laughs> Who's the second string quarterback at FSU. Um, at least he's got better wide receivers, though. Yeah. <laughs> It, they'll they'll help warm you up when you don't. He's gonna to dominate go the scout team, man. Um, better wide receivers, but yeah, it, not not all of us are in at practice or in the in the video rooms every day, and we're not the ones who see in day in day out the kind of effort that's getting put in. And I'm not saying Mertz isn't trying. Well, I saw really it's funny. Just, so Zach tweeted out that because he was at practice yesterday, a sports director Zach Halperin, and he tweeted out that. Cohen was listed as the number one. And I, there's a comment uh, in a reply to Zach's tweet that I was like 100% agreed on. There's going to be a lot of old dudes that are upset that have never watched a single second of practice that Mertz isn't named starter right now. There's already a lot of it, – it's <laughs> not old dudes. It's like, have you guys seen our like, Twitter poll results people, early on? Hello. But then I looked at Zach's replies, and it was all like – you know the dudes with the Twitter profiles? It's like they're older, wearing sunglasses. Got a picture of them with like in their car. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. It was all of them just pissed that Mertz wasn't named the starter. Yeah, it I, I don't understand that. I mean, if if you've never been in a f- college football locker room, if you've never been on a college football staff. Uh I mean I've I've been removed from that now for a while, so I can't say like I'm in there watching every practice and being like well, that, that's the guy. Roger, your experience goes a long way being on the staff for, <laughs> but, what, four years? Yeah, well, five. <laughs> My apologies. I was, on, I apologize. I was on the five-year plan. Super senior, baby. <laughs> um, but still, it like day in, day out watching a guy, you you get to know things. You, you see the the rapport he, he makes with the receivers, the, the little idiosyncrasies of the offense he might know more so than a guy who's now 
only been here, I guess you can count summer, so two semesters. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really diving into every, the the high school accolades don't necessarily make the guy. Sometimes it's how quickly he picks up on the offense. I and think it's funny, like, uh, everyone gets so mad that Merce isn't in the starter but hasn't seen a second of practice or talked to anyone about practice. When you have Zach Heilprin coming, our sports director, who's there every single practice, and Jesse Temple who for The Athletic, New episode of the camp coming out tonight, by the way, Miller. Hell yeah. So we're locally here. Good, for you. Good news for six, Nelson. Who all say, everyone there, every single second of practice that are allowed to be there, they all say the same thing. Cone is out-dueling Mertz tenfold. No, and, that, that's and not looks, true. And looks the not part. Not true. But everyone that's mad on Twitter, who's never seen a second of it, oh, he's lying. He had, lying. he had an eight-touchdown game in high school. Yeah. Except all you the do dudes, not know what you're talking all about. All the dudes that practice that watch it, are like Cohen is head and shoulders better than Mertz. But they're all pissed about it. <laughs> yeah, and like sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. I mean, uh, yeah, there's there's going to be cases where this kind of stuff happens. It's, it's well, now a reason why Hunter Johnson is at Northwestern. Well, we got a break <laughs> coming up, and think about this, and if you want to answer this, uh, we just got a tweet in from um, Justin. Justin says, do we need to worry about Mertz if he doesn't get enough playing time? Last thing we need is him leaving. We know he has NFL aspirations. You think well, about it. Well, think, think about it. that because here's the thing, and this is, again, there's a lot of reasons why I made uh, that maybe now looks like foolhardy proclamation, RJ, but what you just said is one of them uh, because people don't realize Jack Cohn is a junior, and – I don't think the NFL is calling Jack Cohn after this season, which means he's coming back next season, which means this story isn't going away next offseason either. So um, not that that was that Paul Christ is thinking about the slow play or should have been thinking about the slow play when he made this decision, but that's a fair question. Would there be a concern now that Mertz has lost the job that, you know, we could lose him because here's the thing, you know, Cohn's a junior, so in theory if Cohn wins the job this year – He's obviously now a massive favorite to win the job next year. Uh, maybe Graham Mertz has got two years in him, or maybe he doesn't play this year in red shirts and only becomes one year. But that's three years probably right now, barring an injury or something that massively changing before you know Graham Mertz hits the field. Is, is that something that we should worry about well, as a Badger fan? We could still see the scenario. Yes, do it. Of Mertz trotting out there for the second. <laughs> that would just be the most filthy year. thing of all time, RJ. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mertz, well, Mertz um, could play four you've games. You've got a six yeah. soul, RJ yeah, Brockman. He's got, he's got four games to, to get right. in there and play before the retreating decision. Um, you know, and then you have the the whole ease of entering the transfer portal now. We just saw Washington's um, uh one of their quarterbacks entered the transfer portal after not getting the, the starting job. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that there is a worry there that that could happen. Well, but. clearly I think he's going to play to that point at some time this year. And the, 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 the question is, it's not if he plays bad, because then you'll say they made the right decision. Sir, the, the decision or the problem or the question would be, what if he plays really good, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and then you have this whole scenario again like it was last year or well, two years and, ago. And depending on when he gets those snaps, if he gets into games, I mean, you could call it maybe garbage time or yeah. what, what have you, depending on uh, where you are in some of these non-conference games, get him uh, a few reps under his belt and see what happens. But um, well, Didn't Mertz come out and say, was it a month ago, that he doesn't... He wasn't yeah, expecting he didn't, he didn't, coming here and being the starter right yeah, away anyway. He, he didn't come in expecting to be named the starter. 
he wanted to earn the position, and right now he felt he wasn't there and Jack was the best option. So, mm. I mean, he's saying all the right stuff, whether, I mean, he's... And he's been saying all the right stuff for years leading up to him coming to yeah, Wisconsin. thanking Alabama, but saying no and all that kind of stuff to all these other bigger schools who would have gone after him. And who knows, maybe he's a guy who doesn't want that huge spotlight on him right now of being the guy and, and doesn't want that pressure. Now, that's not saying he's not a good gamer, but there's some guys who just, you know, hey, I don't want the media attention. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, the other, you know, because we could do this all day long, and it is it is a fascinating uh, topic to me, RJ, but th- some other stuff on the uh, 2D. Ebo and I briefly talked about this. You know, the, the, the Quintus Cephas thing, here's the final, you know, piece of the puzzle. I didn't think he'd be back in school maybe ever. I certainly didn't think he'd be back in this semester. Then it was, yeah, but he's probably not going to be back on the football team. And then it's, yeah, but he's probably not going to play anytime soon. I mean, how quickly from two weeks, basically, to the day that he's probably not going to be back at Wisconsin to now he's listed on the two deep. I mean, like, is that the quickest, most stunning you know, 180, I don't even say 360, because you're kind of right back to where you started. I mean, is this the quickest you've ever seen a story like this accelerate? Pretty much. I mean, the biggest hurdle was the UW itself. Um, that one was more of a shock to me. Same. Um, and the NCAA makes decisions quickly on players being able to play uh, once they become eligible again, um, unless... Uh, it's you move to a, back closer to home because a family member's dying of something. Then you got to sit out. But if you're doing it just for being able to play um, and transferring to try to be a starter hey, somewhere, then you can. Uh, yeah, guy? I, some guy moved. Like his, his, was his mom or dad dying of like brain cancer? Yeah, and he and so he, he transferred. To take care to, of he transferred to Virginia Tech. And the NCAA and said tough. Because he was five miles outside of the bubble to be able to move closer to home. Yeah. And, and the NCAA said tough. Yeah, and then Tate Martell can transfer because so because the Coach Day over at Ohio State told him he wasn't going to be a starter and they're bringing in a different guy. And so he transfers and then doesn't win the job anyway. Um, but who knows? Well, I mean, Tate Martell had to – looked bad in practice if the that guy who started for Miami this weekend Oof. he had no pocket awareness all that and so i mean those are kind of things you're looking at the the dominoes that fall because these kind of decisions are made uh when somebody becomes the the quarterback another guy's feelings you, get hurt and he wants to move on back to the badgers though can you believe that the NCAA and the university itself got it right <laughs> And see if this is going to be playing. Like I said, it was more of a shock how quickly the university got it right. How much do you think um, he gets in, on Friday? You know, they say it's going to be hit or miss, but he's going. I mean, he'll, I mean, if he'll he's be your big playmaker. Yeah. If he's if if you buy the two deep, he's he's the third or fourth option at wide. De- I mean, depending he's, on your he's health definitely going to play. On depending Friday. on your health at tight end, you could trot all four of these receivers out there. And yes. Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Tell me that wouldn't spread things out for Dude, the him. fatal four or, the wide receiver. Jonathan have Taylor, these, Cone. have these Woo! the top three out there: Taylor, Davis, Cephas, uh, Pryor. A combination of those four. And have Groshak and Taylor in the backfield. Mm. This team has just the offensive side of the ball is has gotten much better, Nasty. and I th- and much better at the quarterback position. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of 
formations and stuff get trotted out here and how many times we're going to see you know the same play run over and over again out of different formations until somebody can stop it and you know the the first 12 plays uh from the line of scrimmage will be scripted on Friday so uh, no matter what the down or distance scenario is, we'll see uh, certain plays called to see what's getting uh, what's getting used, what's working, all that kind of stuff. So uh, anybody who's will we see a jet sweep? Probably not in the first twelve plays. Come on, yeah, that that's more of a I want the first that, play jet that, sweep. That that'd be crazy. And it could work, <laughs> but uh, still, I I don't think you see the jet sweep in the first scripted plays, but maybe. First when, play is definitely handing it Yeah, when, when your planned seen. plays are done, that might be one of your first plays. And, you know, it with with I think if we see a three wide receiver set, yes, we're going to be running the ball. I think if you bring in a tight end uh, and you stack the line close, you're you're begging to have South Florida be near the line and you might see a, a pass the first play. Cephas. Yeah. Well, and then two more names for you, Arjun Lego, because obviously uh, the freshman that everybody was focusing on was 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 Graham Mertz. Um, but I, from the depth chart, I mean, a name that certainly you'll know uh, from a from this from our part of the state, but certainly with the wrestling background, Keanu Benton. Mm-hmm. A how, how'd you like to have these jeans? Eighteen years old, six five, three twenty five. Uh, he's listed as the backup nose tackle. He's a true freshman. And then Leo Chanel. Put on a boatload of weight uh, since wrestling season. Yeah, geez. <laughs> uh, how the hell did he make 285? Um, and then Leo Chanel, I believe, wasn't he at the, the high school player of the year? He he was another one like like Mertz who rolled in at uh, well, at, at Christmas break. At fullback, Mason uh, Stoke, too. I mean, both of them are, are Wisconsin kids there. Right. So Chanel is listed as the uh, backup starting in. I mean, look, you play linebacker for Wisconsin. The last ten years, you're pretty accomplished. This guy's start basically the 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 backup, the emergency inside linebacker, as a true freshman. I mean, what does that say about that kid's talents? My goodness. Yeah. Well, he and Jack Sanborn coming up from uh, like was it Lake Forest, Illinois? Yeah, Illinois. Um, he he's another guy who I thought would get more playing time as a freshman. Uh, but I mean, when I mean the uh, the inside linebackers are just stacked last year so kind of kind of hard for that to happen but uh yeah uh once again you just got freak athletes back there in in your linebacking core when this starts playing Ebo, as they say business is about to pick up business is going to be booming uh, normally I would play Rihanna, but since I'm already in the mood and this guy is Mr. Wisconsin can we just make this Zach Halpern's walk-up music for today only what do you think Zach Zach, you cool it'll with work. that? little bud song yeah. for your walk-up music today? Yeah, yeah, it'll work. When you say Wisconsin, you said it all. Uh, I, I mean, said I, Heilpin, I, I said it apparently all. Apparently, when you say Jack Cohn, you've said it all, right? Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> uh, Paul Chris didn't even have to say it, apparently. They never had a meeting. It just was assumed because uh, when they said the starters go out to, uh, you know, when the ones go out for, for practice, he joins them. And so, he's yeah, he's your number one quarterback. All right, like be, we all predicted. Yeah, right. Uh, okay, now be honest with me, Zach Halpern, but putting the bet aside, when when you saw that Northwestern game, which is where the bet was consummated that day, and Wisconsin takes over at midfield with a minute and change left in the first half, and they basically tell, tell Jack Cohn to take a knee and wave the white flag because the offense was so bad, Alex Hornibrook basically never steps on the field again from that point. He ends up at Florida State. 
the state of the quarterback room at that point with this superstar, you know, greatest quarterback recruit of all time, Graham Mertz coming in, was there really a part of you that thought you were going to see this thing through or how nervous were you after that, that, that maybe Graham Mertz was going to be the, the answer here as a true freshman? Are you sure that's when the bet was uh, Yeah, I, I know it was because it, it was on the uh, that post game show. Well, maybe okay, it took I, us a week, but I said on air. No, it was the post game show because when they it wasn't, when, no, you're right. It was a post game show. I just thought it was at home because I thought it was at. I remember being at Camp Randall. I thought it was, no, because I'll never forget they had Jack Cohn take a knee. They the basically surrendered in the first half at, at like the forty yard line because they couldn't move the ball. And I'm like, brutal. oh my god, this is the state of Wisconsin's offense right now. Yeah, no, it's uh at that point. I mean. I don't. I'm not going to make a bet if I feel horrible about it. Okay, know? let I me mean, ask you this then: How did Jack Cohn get from that day to this day? Improvement? You know, no. I mean, look, he's he was put in some really, really tough circumstances every single time that he was asked to play. Like there was no, like outside of like one week, it was unclear if Alex was going to play in any of those weeks. So he wasn't named the starter. He wasn't, you know, completely in the mindset of being the starter pretty much any of those weeks. All four of the starts came out away from uh, away from home. This Friday will as well. Like the, he was not, he was an issue, but he was not the only issue for that offense last year. It was, uh, it, you know, it was pretty much shared around everywhere except for maybe Jonathan Taylor, but even him, he had the fumbles that, that, you know, caused issues, but Jack and, uh, to me personally, I think a lot of people have a picture of Jack Cone in their mind of what he is. And I think maybe you and, and several others uh, would point to the Northwestern game, but you could pick any of the time he struggled and be like, that's who he is. And that's pretty unfair because it wasn't exactly uh, great circumstances. So I have a picture of, in my mind of who he is now, and we'll see if it ends up playing out in the game. But I think he is a different guy than he was the last time everybody else saw him. So in, in me and Evo and, um, and Jason Settle, you owe us money. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't taken that, that first snap yet. I'm not going to go Jeff Galuli, by the way, like you insinuated on that tweet. That yesterday. was funny, by the way. It's going to be um, Happy Gilmore when the guy goes driving down the fairway <laughs> with a Volkswagen. Yeah, but Nelson's always looking for a Nelson's gig. Maybe, 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 I, maybe I can hire Nelly. No, I look. I said this. Obviously, I'll, I will uh, take. You know, I'll, I'll shed a tear for my funds. But then I'll, I will say this: Zach, I will be all in on Jack Cohen because I am a Badger fan before I am a Graham Mertz fan. Uh, my question is, how many people do you think will be in that camp? We have a Twitter poll today that's almost running 50-50. Who do you think should start, uh, Mertz or Cohen? Do you think Badger Nation will be divided? Or once people officially see Jack Cohen take that first snap, which it now appears is going to happen Friday night, will everybody buy in to uh, Team Cohen here? People are going to always, always want the backup quarterback. That, I mean, it was that way when Jack was the backup. It was that way when Alex was the backup. It was that way when Bart Houston was the backup. Everyone wants the backup quarterback until they actually see him play. Um, now, in this case, Mert Graham, because of how highly regarded he was coming in, you know, has a little bit more to it. But if Jack Cohn leads him to, you know, right down the field, they score a touchdown right away and, uh, on Friday night. I mean, I, I don't think people are going to be um, – you know, calling for Graham Mertz, but there's going to be a certain set of the, the population or the, the fan base that are always going to want Graham Mertz to play over Jack Cohen just because of all the, um, you know, the love around him and all the the hoopla around him. That's just that's just the way football is. That's just the way fans are. That's just the way I think we all are in a sense. We always want to see what's next. We always we always think what's next is going to be better. Yeah, I'm under the firm belief, Zach, that you know, in South Florida, let's say in Tampa. Badgers get the ball, first drive. It's like a 
third and long and Cohen makes an incom- or hits an incompletion, there's going to be the grumblings and people just yelling from the mountaintops, i.e. the people that want Mertz to bench Cohen and have Mertz in right away. But then I say, well, what, what did you see in practice from Cohen that separates himself from Mertz? I will say this. As long as Jack Cohen takes the first snap, I don't really care how the rest of this all plays out. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of under the true same True fan, Zach. I'm a true fan. <laughs> Yeah, no. So I, I, I really, I'm, I'm a fan of my bank account. That's about, uh, that's where my fandom lies. And um, I'll take a check, Jack, uh, <laughs> Joe, um, if, if that's what, what it needs to be. Either way, um, yeah. Funny. Of course, for me personally, what I saw in practice was a different quarterback in terms of his confidence. He, you know, the accuracy I think is a huge thing. That was not his uh, greatest forte last year, and it's protecting the ball. We haven't seen a ton of. Uh, we haven't seen the ball on the ground a ton. We haven't seen the ball in the defense's hands a ton. Um, but it's also his willingness to throw the ball down the field, which they didn't do last year. And I don't know how much of that was him uh, and how much of that was Paul Chris just not maybe being comfortable enough with uh, putting the ball in his hands. But I think the confidence between those two has also grown. So, look, is he the greatest quarterback that's ever played at Wisconsin? No, but yes. he is a better quarterback than he was at the last time. the last time we saw him. Uh, visiting with our sports director, Zach Halperin. So the other big story, at least to me, or the big thing that jumped off the two deeps after you tweeted it out yesterday was was Quintez Cephas. And not that he's there, but that he's already listed on the two deeps. And if you would have told me, Zach, two weeks ago, from where this story sat two weeks ago, to get back into school, to get back on the football team, to be ruled eligible to play football, and now to show up on the two deeps. Talk about a bet. I mean, my God, five hundred dollars! <laughs> yeah. It could have been five hundred grand two weeks yeah. ago. What a stunning conclusion! Because Ebo and I were talking earlier. I mean, you would have to say it's almost a lock. He's going to play Friday night. I mean, that's just oh, a yeah. stunning turn of events in such a short amount of time. It is. I mean, you think about it. His trial wasn't completed until early, you know, early part of August. It all like the, the process to get to that point moved so slowly, and now it's moved lightning quick and i that's probably what the thing has surprised me the most i i did think he was going to end up getting back in school at some point i didn't think he would play at wisconsin again just simply because um it was going to happen after the semester and he was going to be you know it was just going to be a you know a mess but now here he is in the two deep and i think i you know paul chris said we'll take the week to see how things look but i think you're going to see him out there i don't know how much i think you're going to see him out there um and they're going to get him the ball because look we we've talked about it last week. He is the their best wide receiver. It's not part, it was not particularly close back then, and um, you know he just had he just brings so much stuff that I don't think you know he's the combination the best combination of everybody there. He's got enough speed to get get open. He's a great route runner. He's got great hands. He's tough. And the biggest thing I think uh, you know at, that gets lost at times, especially for a wide receiver in Wisconsin, is his blocking ability. It's the reason why he got on the field as a true freshman. He's a really really good blocker. He commits to it and. Um, you know, in talking to Chris Orr and all these other guys last week, more explosive, uh, bigger. They think he's going to have an even bigger impact than he did in 2017. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's the story that went from, you know, he's never going to be here again. And I think I actually, you know, I have on Twitter, on my tweet deck, I have like lists or just I can follow people without, you know, uh, just making it a little bit more clear. And yes, as well. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I had, you know, I have like, a list of current Badgers and a list of former Badgers. He was already in the former Badgers thing. I didn't realize it until yesterday, and I had moved back over the current Badgers thing. So, it is. Uh, it's it's quite a it's quite a thing. And, and there has never been a. I mean, even like what we call it a free agent pickup this late in the season. 
it's like getting somebody at the trade deadline and uh, all of a sudden having a huge boon to your offense. Quintez Cephas, I don't think Wisconsin's ever had anything like it before happen. Um, and it's just a complete reversal of what they had happen last year. Uh, Zach, any other – what else jumps at you? Is there anything else that, that surprised you or maybe you didn't see coming as far as the two deeps on, on either side of the football? Probably nothing, um, you know, sexy by any, by any stretch. I mean, the, the guards – they have three different guards lined up, you know, in terms of who's going to start and who's going to play. I think they're going to play all the three of their guys there. And then the biggest, the biggest concern, I think, would be the tight end depth. I mean, you have Jake Ferguson there and then Jack Essenbach. And I don't think anybody that doesn't follow the team very, 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 very closely would don't have a clue who Jack Essenbach is. I mean, he's a retro freshman uh, walk-on that uh, is, is your second tight end because of all the injuries that they've had there. Now, the good news is, you know, maybe not this week, but uh, Xander Neville picked up a six-year, started practicing recently, and um, he is now uh, hopefully in Wisconsin's mind, hopefully will get cleared fully this week. And so you could see him back on the field, you know, maybe as early as Central Michigan. Maybe they wait until Michigan, you know, in two weeks later. But that's huge. But, yeah, the tight end depth is is scary right now with, uh, with uh, you know, past Jake Ferguson. Well, and R.J. brought up a really good point. Back to Cephas, uh, Zach, with only two, three maybe healthy bodies – you could see a lot of, you know, four wide receiver sets and even Cephas with that frame is kind of like a, you know, a, a de facto tight end. So probably another reason why they're happy to have him back and that he could see a lot of playing time as soon as Friday, right? Well, I don't know about uh, a de facto tight end, but I mean, yeah, I mean, do I, I anticipate three, four wide receiver sets, but I was kind of anticipating that already just based on what we saw in practice. But you're going to see David Mormon as that jumbo tight end, like they're gonna, they're still gonna be Wisconsin. They're gonna put some guys over there and, uh, and try and pound on you, and, and it'll just be a, a different body. And the body is probably not gonna be going and catching a lot of passes. But look, Paul Christ, I think, and maybe I, he certainly doesn't listen to criticism of me. I don't think he cares, but I think he certainly recognizes maybe in the past he hasn't used all of his weapons uh, the way that I think a lot of us think maybe he could, and that was one of his strong suits as a offensive coordinator. So I'm, I envision whole bunch of different formations, whole bunch of different uh, things that we haven't seen before um, come Friday night. Hey, Zach, we got a new episode of The Camp up tonight locally here in Madison and up, uh, you know, the websites, iTunes, Google Play, you name it. What can we expect with you and Jesse Temple? Yeah, well, obviously we break down the two deep, talk about uh, the expectations for Jack Cohn, talk about potentially what Quintez Hebus could give in week one, uh, some season over-unders. What do you think, Jack Cohn, 15 and a half touchdowns over-under? What would you take? Over. I mean, you'd have to, right? I mean, I, I, I you know, uh, unless, you know, Paul, what what a great, you know, would that just devastate you and Evo if this is all Roos and, and Mert steps out there Friday night? <laughs> how did that turn from that? I mean, I don't I know. I, no, I'm saying. I when, he's I'd gripping say, any way possible, yeah, I'm man. just having, you know. No, I would, take the, I would take the over on that. I think he's worth 20 touchdowns this year, did right? You, did you like my question I tweeted at you yesterday? I did. I didn't get. To, I didn't use it. What? Uh, my I, question was, would like Jack Cohen have the same or better odds at Heisman come midseason as Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, yeah, no, but uh, don't. So we have that, and then our season predictions as well. So, and we also answered a bunch of Twitter questions that were not sent in by Evo. Hey, uh, Zach, <laughs> but before I let you go, and maybe this will it's be you know addressed tonight, or maybe it's a good spoiler. You know, and we love a good conspiracy theory on the Joe and Ebo show, and I don't know if this was done intentionally or not, but you know, on the two deeps, there's only one position where two guys are listed as the two deep, and that, of course, is quarterback. And then you get to the second conspiracy line of Mertz is listed on top. You could say, well, Mertz comes before Wolf in the alphabet. 
is he the is he two and then is Wolf two A? Are we reading too much of that? I mean, why are they both listed? And how do you perceive? I mean, is Mertz the true backup? Is it Wolf? Is it both of them? What's that all about? That's a great question that we don't have an answer to, but it is one we addressed on the show tonight. Oh, oh. that's how you tease Damn. something, Zach Kyle, friend. Boom. Thank you, brother. We'll be listening yep. tonight. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks man. All right, thanks again to our uh, sports director, Zach Heilprin. Again, the camp coming up. We'll have everything you need to know about the Badger Two Deeps and uh, South Florida for our Madison uh, audience. That is 5 to 6 here on 96.7 FM or 1670 AM. Those are your Madison stations for our affiliates. You can always get it at madcitysportsone.com or on uh, our uh, podcast outlets as well. Uh, all right, so uh, Andrew Luck's been a big story, Evo, and, of course, uh, the Two Deeps, the, uh, the other – uh, story news for our parts of the weekend would be that of uh, the Packers roster moves. You know, they have to get it to 53. Yeah. There's one other one to bring up after this. One. Oh, there's even more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so the Packers have to get it to 53 by Saturday afternoon, uh, which is nice that Wisconsin for the third straight year, Ebo plays on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means for the third straight year, we don't have to worry well, God, about God, remember that one year you were up there at Titletown? It was LSU, was Wisconsin, LS- and they had insane. all the cuts too. Yeah. So that, and that was when they cut Josh Sitton and a couple other big names. Josh That's not going to, uh, thankfully, be the case this year. But it may be what was going to be a move that was going to happen anyway uh, happens a week early, and it's you know we kind of thought with the holdout and some of the back and forth that his days would be numbered anyway. At one point, it looked like he was maybe having a bounce back early in the preseason. But if you missed it yesterday, the Packers releasing. Josh Jones, just two years removed from being a second-round pick. Um, He only played two seasons with the Packers. He was, of course, that was the Kevin King, you know, the T.J. Watt trade down, draft Kevin King, who was the first pick. Jones ends up being the second pick in that draft, and he's already done. Uh, Clearly, you know, by them drafting Darnell Savage Jr., I think Jones saw the running on the wall, but it, at the end of the day, look, do I like Darnell Savage Jr., what I've seen? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the Jack Cohen versus Graham Mertz thing. One guy's played four games in his life, one's played none. You know, have I seen enough of Darnell Savage to think he can play? No. Hmm. Um, am I really tragically disappointed that they lost Josh Jones? Not at all. But again, is this more of just how bad Ted Thompson left the roster? Because here's, this, this is a second-round pick from two years ago. I guess I'm not going to completely give up on Kevin King. I'm going to give up on Kevin King ever having a better career than T.J. Watt. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, you just, right? You have to accept that. that That's never going to happen, right? Uh, yeah. No, Kevin King. I'm not going to give up on it, but... <laughs> Can he still be a good player? But Kevin King's not out there like Josh Jones demanding a trade and, and having a poor and bad attitude. At least Kevin King's like a team player here. Nelson, what'd you say, Go ahead. Kevin King isn't out there demanding anything. He's just praying for a full season. Yeah. And does it anger you as Packer fans that guys like Josh Sitton were cut, Sitton. but guys like Jason Spriggs, Josh Jones, all these guys were the draft and develop when we couldn't sign proven veteran players? Well, right. And I hate, I mean, you can always, yeah. Ebo, go down this rabbit hole of coulda, shoulda, wouldas. But just to, to, to throw some salt on wounds, Josh Jones was the 61st pick. He was mid-second round. Two years ago, the 62nd pick, Juju Smith-Schuster, mm. would have looked good in a Packer yeah, uniform. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 67th pick, Alvin Kamara, he, he might have 
looked okay. He would have looked all right. In a Packer uniform. Cooper Cup, the wide receiver for the Rams, the 69th pick. Kareem Hunt, nice. uh, putting aside his personal issues, was the 79th pick. James Conner, the 86th pick. Bottom line is you had six, seven um, pro bowlers that went later in that round. Now, again, you could cope. Any team anywhere could go do that and play that. Well, we should have drafted this guy game. But here's just another example of, you know, the, you're the 61st pick. You're mid You're a, I mean, if you're a first round pick, you're a starter. If you're a second round pick, you're a starter. Third round, you kind of start getting into that. Okay, maybe you're a starter, maybe not. Fourth, fifth round, you're a project. Sixth, second round, sixth, seventh round, you're just taking a flyer, right? Yep. One out of 10 of those guys make the roster. Like, so especially we were expecting with, a lot out of Josh Jones. He was expected to be a day a guy that started week one for the Packers in 2017 and in 2018. And here's the other thing that kills it. You when you get a rookie, you get those rookie deals, right? So yeah. that means if he becomes a good player, like it appears Jair Alexander is a, a, going to be a good player, is a good player. So you now have Jair Alexander for three more years where you're not paying him a ton of money. The nice thing about Josh Jones, the, the concept behind Josh Jones would have been you you have a starter that you're paying pennies on the dollar for the first four years of his career. So like, now you'll lose that option as well. Yep. Am I making this up or am I just remembering this wrong? Wasn't Josh Jones drafted, but they kind of drafted him for almost a different position? Yeah, like that. he was going to be like that. He was like the like elephant the hybrid. It was like, like a hybrid. Yeah, the linebacker, the safety that plays the linebacker. Because Dom Kimber's doing like that elephant position thing where. So well, that's that's another player in another draft that was drafted. Drafted to out play of because they were using him as an in, yeah, like as an inside linebacker. Right. You know who else fits that bill, but just a different GM? Oh, he's going Gary here. Rashawn. He's going Gary. Well, I will say Rashawn. this. I just I'd be a hypocrite because I said if you're a first round, I mean I. Now does Gary start? You know if there are. What do they say? There's a hundred plays in a game. So if, if the Packer defense is on the field for 50 times, does Rashawn Gary need to be on the field 65, 70% of that? What is it? What do you des- constitute being a starter? I mean, obviously we'll have to answer that question. See, I didn't even want to bring up Gary. I just don't get why you're drafting guys out of position no, trying to make question. them something. Well, then there's also another question on this, and J.D. just tweeted this in at Zone Madison, which is very fair. Why can't Green Bay get anything for guys like Mike Daniels? I can understand how – Josh Jones would rub people the wrong way. But the fact that you can't get anyone for them in a trade or anything and you just eventually just cut bait, that's also kind of weird, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah, Mike I Daniels mean, was a pro bowler. 13 teams put in waiver claims for Mike Daniels. If three teams put in – now, if Josh Jones is sitting – like Nick Perry still doesn't have a job. Yeah. So it was it was probably the right decision to cut Nick Perry, right? If Nick Perry had been scooped up five minutes after the Packers cut him, you'd be like, what a dumbass move. He was a first-round draft pick. You could have at least flipped him for something. They cut him in March. <laughs> the season starts next week. Dude still needs a job. So I think you can go back and say, yeah, Nick Perry, it was just it was time to move on from that guy. Mike Daniels got cut on a Saturday by Sunday at eight in the morning. He was on the Lions. So uh Nelly messaged he DM'd me a tweet like last week. There's two thousand eight hundred and eighty players currently on NFL teams. Here are a few players that are not. Nick Perry, Byron Bell. Devon House, Mo Wilkerson. Yes, those are all Packers. Antonio Morrison, Jason Spriggs, and now Josh, Josh Jones. Jones. And you could add Nick Perry. Well, yeah, Nick Perry is the first one on this list. So those were the fir- the first six I mentioned. Those six played uh, one thousand five hundred and sixty three snaps for Green Bay last year, and now none of them can even get well, a spot on a team. 
And right or wrong, wild. it's bad. And I will say this, too. Not that you know it's fair to put it all on Kevin King, but now you look at that draft with obviously Beagle being the other piece of that. Vince Beagle was a complete bust. He's he's gone. You have to, now Josh Jones a complete bust. Like how much pressure is because that now that draft is you know you've already got probably what could go down because of the state connection and the fact that he's a really good player that they passed on T.J. Watt. Mm. But go two picks later, Ryan Ramchek, you know Badger offensive lineman is looking like a pretty damn good offensive lineman. You know if this is the end of. Um, you know, uh, Brian Bulaga, yep. or, you know, you're, you're worried about David Bakhtiari, you know, not being able to keep him, or does he have a couple years left? You know, that was two picks later. You know, a lot of people thought, you know, like guys like Dalvin Cook or Joe Mixon, who were the first two running backs in the second round, the Packers passed on them uh, to move back and take Kevin King. And look, with Kevin King, when he plays, he's good. But the problem is the guy doesn't play enough for you to say that that pick at this point well, isn't a bust. And I when you when look you say, at all the smoke yeah. from starting at 27, T.J. Watt and Ryan Ramchick, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Juju Smith-Schuster, that's insane. Those are the guys they picked. They picked uh, Kevin King and Josh Jones over all those guys I just listed. Well, I think when you start your sentence saying, when he plays, right. <laughs> He's good. You're doomed right there. Well, Goody's got some. Goody's got a mess on his hands, and he's been cleaning it up. And is it just about gone? Is like the Ted Thompson residuals of awful draft picks almost gone? Probably by next year's cycle, who's, it'll who, probably. Who's be gone. left that you'd be like? Yeah, that's. A, I mean, obviously Thompson. You, he, he did have. I mean, obviously and a guy that's drafted and developed. Right. That's pretty sad. I mean, out of the. I mean, obviously Devontae Adams a hit. Aaron Rodgers hit. You know. Yeah, there's David good ones Bacher, on there. But you're right. The 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 picks of Ted's that you're scratching your head at. No one's left from 2015. Montrevious Adams would be about the only one, but he's slated as a starter right now. So I mean, can you say? And I guess Kyler Fackrell. I mean, those are Ted picks. Those would be the last two. So yeah, if Montrevious Adams. And Ted Thompson don't show, or uh, or Ted, that'd be weird if he played linebacker. If Montrevious <laughs> Adams or Kyler Fackrell oh, don't have good years, those would be the last two. They but are you're short right. on inside linebackers. That just shows you how, you know, the Packers remain too loyal. They're too loyal to McCarthy. They're too loyal to Ted Thompson. Mark Murphy's got to go. That's what it tells me. Um, well, and then Kevin, Kevin, Get Kevin, <laughs> Kevin King is a uh, is a Ted Thompson draft pick. So I mean, I. I'm not giving up, but you, to your question of both your guys of how long does it take to purge the Ted draft picks, this was kind of the last one, right? I mean, again, a, a, Montrevious Adams is listed on the depth chart as a starter, and so is Kyler Fackrell. So I'm not going to give up on two guys that are listed as starters, and Kevin King, when healthy, is a starter. So, the, well, But the those are part, all question mark. Those are yeah, questionable Thompson question draft yeah. picks. For the most part, though, they've pretty much weeded out most of uh, Ted Thompson's terrible draft picks. I mean, it just goes to show. I mean, this is the old, the Bill Parcells line and signings, right? When he when he butted heads with Jerry Jones. This is the are you if you're gonna let me, you know, do the cooking? Can I buy the groceries? This is the classic example of was Mike McCarthy and to an extent now Matt Lafleur because if Gutekunst has to clean this up, are if the roster isn't good, it doesn't matter what you're gonna do, you're set to fail. <sighs> is this the old chicken of the egg of they didn't have the right? pieces in place they the Packers were never good they could have had Belichick and you know the three greatest off they could have had Sean McVay as offensive coordinator Bill Belichick as head coach and Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator last year they were still going to go six nine and one 
because Ted Thompson left this roster in a disastrous heat. So the longer this preseason goes, when you watch the games and they can't tackle, and then you have the issues of the running game, and you have issues of uh, incompetent backup quarterback, and then you have guys getting cut, and you can't get anything for them. The longer this preseason Rogers goes, hasn't played yet. Does this make you more and more yes. nervous yeah, for next Thursday? Yeah. I am gripping almost, man. I am scared a little bit. Sometimes these things go the opposite way, right? When everything Ooh. looks disastrous, that's when you pull like a rabbit out of the hat. So maybe because we've expected so much out of the Packers for so long. Maybe this is the point, Ebo, where that oh. it goes the opposite. But yes, if if oh. you're not nervous as a Packer fan today, then I want whatever you're drinking or eating. And I want double of it. Uh, Jeremy Mayer again tweets in, and he killed it again on a sweet. Who'd have thought the end of Ted's legacy hangs on Kyler Fackrell? Yeah, a this guy I, named Kyler. This weekend, my buddy asked me, "Who do I have more faith in winning more games, the Badgers or the Packers?" And I thought about it. Badgers, because they got a guaranteed eight wins. Packers, I I am nervous of this Packers season, man. 608-321-1670. Is this just the latest? Again, I'm not losing sleep over Josh Jones, but it is the concept of what Josh Jones represents with this Packer roster that does it have you nervous, Packer fans. (laughs) 